Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our Bible study, right in the midst of this pandemic, this epidemic that became a pandemic. We have good news from the Word of God. It's the only place you can go and get it now. Uh, you, This is not fake news. This is the real deal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will abide forever. Praise God. Well, we're glad that you're with us today. We're so thankful for our physical audience that is staying together and, and, and hanging in there. Hallelujah. Until this thing is allowing us to be together physically again. But until we are, we can be together right here on the World Wide Web. And for our web audience that uh, uh, some people have written us and letting us know uh, that this audience is a growing audience, and we believe that. We can't see that with our physical eyes, but looking through the eye of faith and listening to what the Word of God says, we believe that we have a growing web audience. And if you'd like to contact us, go to our website that you are already at, and there's a place where you can comment. We'd love to hear from you. It would be an encouragement to us. Uh, But the greater encouragement, if we never heard a word from anyone, is the fact that I know that I'm going to bring you uh, this teaching from the Word of God. And the Bible says of the Word of God, my Word is like the rain and snow that comes down out of heaven and watereth the earth, causes it to bring forth and to bud. So shall the Word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will accomplish that that I desire. It will prosper in the thing whereto I send it. It will not return to me void. Praise God. Well, we're sowing seed. We're expecting a great harvest just before Jesus comes. So whatever nation you're in, whatever state in America you're in, whatever continent you are on, God loves you today. And He wants you to live with Him forever. And He has promised to go with us, if you are a Christian today, to go with us all the way. And that means right through this situation that we are in right now. Praise God. Well, we're talking about this great subject that I believe is so important right here and right now. Amen. Trusting God no matter what. Trusting God no matter what. This is our our sequential teaching that is ongoing on this particular subject. Of course, our foundational scripture is in Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble or in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. And it goes on to tell about this cataclysmic event. And they are describing right now on the news words like apocalypse, which is a biblical term. They're talking about the aftermath of this because of the disruption of of in, in, in 
poorest of poor countries uh, that as bad as we have it here they said that they they're going to have uh, 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 famines of biblical proportions uh, this is they're using terms they're talking about a perilous time and these are not preachers these are are journalists and 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 uh, these are news people and they're talking about the times being perilous the very words that that the Bible uses to describe the last days. Amen. And the and 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 plagues and and famines of biblical proportions. They're using those terms, those biblical terms. I believe that the we're in the beginning of sorrows. As bad as it is, we're getting a preview. Uh, just a preview. Uh, a, a very minuscule preview of what the tribulation is going to be like. And you can see uh, through this event that we're in right now, uh, what this pandemic, how how easily whole governments can be disrupted, how all kinds of different uh, uh, governmental and world governments uh, imposing certain things could... I'm not trying to be uh, some gloom and doomer. This is not gloom and doom, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to be here when the tribulation really breaks. Whatever we're facing now, multiply that by tens of thousands. There's never been a day like it, and there never will be a day like it again. A friend of mine, we are hastening toward the great tribulation. We are not in it. These are not, this is not it, believe me. This is the beginning, what the scripture describes as the beginning of sorrows. And we know that God wants to usher in a great last day harvest just before the coming of Jesus. Friend, if the tribulation is near, then the coming of Christ is even nearer. Hallelujah. Praise God. I I pray today that everyone under my voice will begin to get closer to God through this thing that we are facing right here and right now. And until Christ comes, amen, we need to believe that God is moving globally as well. And I believe a great mighty move of God is in store because so many people are praying for good to come out of this intended evil. I want to once again call your attention to Psalm 27 and verse 13, where David said, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Faith is vital in order to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. It is important right now that we believe that God is in control, even when it looks like and feels like and seems like sometimes that everything is out of control. It may be out of the control of world governments and leaders, but it is not out of control when it comes to God. The things that are important, Remember the things that are impossible with men, Jesus taught. The things that are impossible with men, 
Sometimes we have too great an expectation of the flesh, of men and their abilities and their ingenuity and their intelligence and and all of their faculties. Ah, but the Bible said in the last days, not only would perilous times come, but it said there would be distress of nations with perplexity. You know what that means? That means the greatest leaders, the greatest thinkers won't be able to resolve all of the problems. We have always needed God and we need him now. Like the song said, if we ever needed the Lord before, we show do need him now. Well, we show do need him now, but I got good news for you. If you're a Christian today, we have him now. Praise God. He's on the throne. He's, he's on the ball. He's on the, he's on, he's in control. Hallelujah. I'm so glad to, to serve this, not just this mighty God, this almighty God. Now here it says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, not in the sweet by and by, but in the nasty here and now. I just read today, making this broadcast, uh, an ER doctor, a lady in her, looked like her 30s, a very attractive, beautiful woman who had, had worked, did work and does work in the ER. Uh, she contracted the virus. She recovered from it, went back to work. She had confided in her family that it was so heartbreaking and heartaching to see so many people that they couldn't help. Some of them were dead, she said, when the ambulances pulled in. There was no hope of even reviving them, and many that did revive went on to pass away. And seeing that, and getting into this state of helplessness, bringing hopelessness, she took her life this very week. Just a day or two ago, she couldn't take the depression, this darkness. Uh, you know, there's something with this thing more than just the medical part of it and the scientific part of it and the biological part of it. I believe there's a spiritual component to this thing. The thief came, speaking of Satan, to steal, kill, and destroy Christ came to say, I, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And the scripture said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I believe a hedge has come down because of the, the sins and the lack of repentance in this nation. But I believe that God in his mercy is reaching forth his hand. I, I believe in a good future. I believe in a bright future because I believe Jesus is coming soon. And I believe until he comes, he promised to be with us. Lo, I'm with you always. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. Praise God. So I'm going to read 13 and 14, which was our sermon, uh, but it is also our teaching on this particular subject that is just connected to what we're preaching and teaching right now. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, unless I believed 
to see. Now you see, normally this would this would this would be looked at in this way, except through the eye of faith. It would be I, when I see. Seeing is believing is the term that many people use. Seeing is believing. I won't believe it until I see it. Well, when we get into trusting God and we get into faith in God, we don't see to believe. We believe to see. I want to say that again. When we get into really trusting God and what the New Testament describes as having faith in God, and that's exactly what trusting God brings is faith in God. Amen. This is what David is saying. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And it enabled him to do what verse 14 is teaching. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. There is there is a, a spiritual thing going on here. And I believe God wants to address it supernaturally and spiritually. Amen. Listen, friend, there's 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 three things about faith that I want to talk to you about today so that we can stand in the gap so that we can make up the hedge so that we can have a message of hope when so many are Hopeless because they seem helpless. It can creep into the Christian community. It can seep into your own life if we are not encouraging one another. Now, here's the, here's the thing that, that I want to bring out real clear. The scripture said, forsake not the assembling of yourself together. We need each other. We need the ministry of encouragement to one another. The strong encouragement in God. When I see a tragedy of someone committing suicide, it makes me, oh, it, it, if, if, if I could only sit down with them and, and share with them the hope we have in God, the hope we have in Christ, the, the hope that, that, that sees the mountains, but know that there's no mountain of circumstance, no mountain of circumstance that's greater than God and His power and His person and His love, His perfect love for you and me, and yes, for the lost and dying world. For God so loved that He gave His Son. For Christ so loved, He went to the cross. So we're going to talk about faith sees the invisible. You don't see to believe, you believe to see. It believes, therefore, because faith sees the invisible, it believes the incredible. And because it believes the incredible, it receives the impossible. In, in this sense, nothing is impossible with God. I know that. We know that. But the Bible doesn't stop there. It says, and nothing shall be impossible to him that believeth. Praise God. Well, first, let's talk about faith. Seeing the invisible. In 2 Corinthians 4, in verse 18, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, 
but the things which are not seen are eternal. I read not long ago about the nature of gazelles. They are so agile, they can easily jump over a ten-foot fence, but it only takes a five-foot fence to contain them because they will not jump over anything if they cannot see what's on the other side. You see, seeing and believing will keep you locked in to what is humanly possible instead of what God can and will do if we will put our trust in Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, Jesus said at the tomb of Lazarus, roll the stone away. They argued because of, they, they said, Lord, you're, you're, they were going to give him an education. You know what they said to him? Let's educate him. He's been, he's been in here for three days, you know. By now he stinketh. In, in that kind of environment, in that kind of climate, he was, his body was now decomposing. They said, by, when we roll that stone away, the stench of death is going to come out of there. And he said, did not I say unto you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? You see, it's always believing to see, not seeing to believe. Hallelujah. Well, thank God they rolled the stone away. They probably held their nose when they did it. But they rolled the stone away. And they saw the glory of God when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, I believe that when he raised him, the stench of death flew away from him. I don't believe there was nothing, because first thing he said, loose him and let him go. He was wrapped in grave clothes, and they unwrapped him. Praise God. And he was alive and well. Look at Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. It said, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed or formed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. Amen. I like the Amplified. It said, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, amen, of things we hope for being the proof of things that we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Hallelujah! So seeing and believing goes out the window, but believing and seeing becomes the attitude of the Christian who is putting their total and absolute trust in God. You see, Moses saw the invisible and traded the riches of Egypt for the kingdom of God. Look at Hebrews eleven twenty four through 27 It said, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season 
esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. See, he could see all of the glittering gold and the power and, and all of the, the, the things that would give pleasure that you, you'd have enough money to buy everything that could, could give the flesh pleasure. But the Bible said that rather than to, to, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of reward. You see, by the sovereign sovereign grace of God and goodness of God, he ended up, when, when he was put in the river to keep from being killed and the basket washed up on the bank, they looked for some mother that, uh, that, that had milk to give this baby that had recently had a child. And guess who showed up and they picked was his own mother. And she raised him with the heritage of, of the covenant that, that Israel had. And he understood there is, there is a beyond this realm. There is a beyond what you can see. He could see the riches of Egypt, but he looked past that. Listen to verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Praise God. I want to read that from the Amplified too. I like this. It said, motivated by faith, he left Egypt behind him, being unawed and undismayed by the wrath of the king, for he never flinched, but held staunchly to his purpose and endured steadfastly as one who gazed on him who is invisible. You see, in order for God to strengthen Zerubbabel to pursue uh, uh, his purpose in spite of opposition in, a, in another place in the Word of God, in the Old Covenant, and contrary circumstances, he encouraged him to look beyond the physical and the tangible to the unseen, no less real realm of the spirit. Actually, more real. We don't look at the things which we can see. They're temporal, subject to change. They're, they're passing away. But we look at the things which are unseen because they are not temporal. They are supernatural. They are eternal so Zerubbabel was given a, 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 he was given that charge from God to accomplish a purpose in his life that looked like it was impossible to achieve. And look at Zechariah 4, 6 and 7. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, not, you've heard this before, we used to sing it. We ought to sing it and say it and proclaim it, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And then God begins to talk about what, what was overwhelming Zerubbabel. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become as a plain, 
and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Hallelujah. Thou great mountain, who are you? Amen. Praise God, because this is going to occur, and it won't be by might, and it won't be by power, but it'll be by my spirit, saith the Lord. Praise God. You see, once God has spoken this, Who art thou, O great mountain? Then Zerubbabel could rise up in faith and take God at his word and not just look at the things which are seen, but look at the things which are unseen. Praise God. Amen. You know, the Bible said in the New Testament, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the midst of the sea. And if you doubt not in your heart that what you say will come to pass, you will have whatsoever you saith. If it's in the will of God, if it's based on the Word of God, if you've got a word from God, in the Word of God, (laughs) heaven and earth will pass away. My Word will abide forever. You see, His Word is more more absolutely eternal and stable than the than the earth itself and the heavens themselves that's why when we open the bible the bible said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god today a friend of mine seeing to believe is not how the believer should operate we should believe to see And that's how we can trust, like the Bible said, trust. The Scripture said, by faith, we understand. We we don't understand in, in order to have faith. We have faith in order to understand. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Praise God. Today I see through the eye of faith. Therefore I have hope today. Because I see God sitting on the circle of the earth. I see a God that is so much bigger than any circumstance that we may ever have to face. Amen. I see a God filled with majesty. I see Him who is invisible, but He is viable. He is real. Praise God. Amen. And when prayers are answered, He is moving. He's acting on that mountain. He's acting on this mountain that we are facing Those of you who are not stymied with fear, but standing in the gap, making up the hedge. The hedge is down. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. When the twin towers fell, the hedge had to be down for that to occur. God didn't cause it, but I believe there is a breach in the hedge because of the sins that have reached heaven in this nation. And I believe God wants us to return to Him so He can return to us. Praise God. I believe to see the goodness of God. In spite of our sins as a nation, 
amen, and many of our personal sins, I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Hallelujah. How about you today? To hear him say to this mountain of circumstance and mountain of opposition, Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become as a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings. Amen. Crying grace, grace unto it. God is a gracious God. God is a good God. God is a great God today. And He is in control. And I believe He has a purpose in, 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 in everything that occurs. And I believe one of the purposes has got to be to turn a nation and to turn a church world back to the Bible back to the Scriptures, back to truth, back to prayer, back to assembling together. We've got too many people that don't see the value of our interaction with one another. And yet the Scriptures are very clear. Forsake not. Thank God you're here today. Uh, we're assembling together right now in this sense. Uh, but we're, But when churches open, you need to find and be in a good church where we can help one another and encourage and inspire one another. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but much the more as you see the day approaching. Oh, friend, the day of the Lord hasteneth greatly. Uh, the, the time of Jacob's trouble is coming quickly. We're getting a preview. These are the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of that that will lead in to the great tribulation, the famine, the pestilence, the wars, the rumors of wars, the sea and waves roaring. Oh, friend, these are the predecessors. These are the harbingers of that that is to come. And that means the coming of the Lord is near. I believe it's even at the doors. And I'm not talking about the second coming after the tribulation with the armies of heaven. I'm talking about the secret coming, the rapture, the catching away. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus could come at any moment. He could come before we end this broadcast in the next few moments. He could come tomorrow. He could come in a month. He could come tonight. Friend of mine, we are told to be ye also ready. For in an hour you think not, the Son of Man cometh. God wants you in heaven with Him. That's why He sent Jesus. If you're a Christian today, I want you to know that God wants you to see the invisible so that you can believe the incredible, so that we can all receive the humanly impossible. Because once God gets involved in it, through faith in Him and prayer and intercession, amen, it's not by might. It's not by power. It is by my Spirit, saith the Lord. I believe the answer to this is not in all of the think labs and 
I believe the ultimate answer to all of this is Jesus and the saints entering in to holy intercession so that we can see God's intervention and see a harvest just before Jesus comes. Take courage in your heart today. No matter what happens, God is in control and God is on the throne. And friend of mine, if you don't know, Jesus is your Savior. Then like this dear ER doctor, beautiful young woman, the Bible said you're without God and without hope in this present world. You don't have to be without God. And you will never be without hope if you come to Him. Don't run from Him. Run to Jesus. Confess your sins. Be forgiven. Be reconciled unto God. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.